0: this episode of Special Unit 352 or SU352 for short. My name is Max and this is my co-host Peyton and we became fast friends over our mutual love of Star Wars. We love Star Wars so much that we wanted to talk about it all the gosh darn time. So we decided to record it. Today we're going to be talking about The Book of Boba Fett Episode 6 from The Desert Comes a Stranger. But first, Peyton, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing much better than last time. Um. As our listeners recall, I was suffering from the dramatics of just having my booster shot. Um, Makes no difference, I guess. You know, still gotta wear masks. Still gotta be clones. Everyone's gotta be wearing masks. So, you know, we all look alike, sort of. No one can see each other. Grant, I can't see myself anyway so that's fair. Um <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, other than that and uh braving Epcot on a very, very cold wind uh windy day. Um and having three Legoland shifts back to back plus two public shifts. Uh not a bad week. Awesome. Not a bad week. And um I even ran into somebody from community United Methodist yesterday. At Legoland.
0: Really? That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Uh, failable. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, her, I guess your dad had told her I was working at Legoland. So I happened to run into her. She didn't recognize me at first because I wear a hat. And then she saw my name tag and put two and two together. So that was an interesting treat. Uh, how about you?
0: I'm doing all right. I uh, I am uh, sick as a dog right now. But the good <laughs> news, uh, uh, you know, three-year-olds are such good sharers. Um, our, my baby 100% coughed straight into my face. And I was like, yeah, I'm getting this one. And sure enough, the <laughs> next day. <laughs> <sighs> so uh, other than... Uh, pounding NyQuil whenever uh the doctor allows you to. Do not take more <laughs> than your do not take ask your doctor if NyQuil is right for you. Uh other than that, I'm doing all right. Uh we it is uh uh Friday is me is Melissa and I's uh Anniversary? Fifth year anniversary. Uh so awesome. we all going uh it's a surprise uh well it's a surprise to me she keeps saying uh the magical phrase don't worry about it and i keep hey, respond i keep responding with yeah but what that baby gonna do where's that baby at <laughs> we got responsibilities well, yeah says, don't worry about it <laughs>
1: well don't worry about it usually means you're gonna have a good time i mean my dad will usually tell me if i'm like worried about something and he's mix and drinks you know, he usually makes me a drink it, and hand it to me and say, here, shut up and drink.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I got some news to share first. Uh, we're going to make this really quick because we got episode to get to, believe it or not. um, The Lifesaver training, not training, but building experience at Tatooine Traders. Not in Batuu. But over by Star Tours has reopened. I had no idea it had even closed.
0: I also haven't been in that section of Star Wars land, uh, not Star Wars land in a long time.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew they probably closed it due to the pandemic, but apparently they had reopened it and then they had closed it down a month ago because of supply issues. Oh. And um, now it's reopened. I really, really wish they would. Connect the two areas. Don't know how they would do it, but they need to do something. Um, what else? Oh, the uh, Droid Depot is out of boxes again. Of course. Uh, <laughs> back to plastic bags. <laughs> um, what else is going on? There's some sort of video that's now displaying. Like ships, ships or something outside the potential docking bay where your quote transport quote come, uh, from the Star Wars cruiser is going to land. Not much more information than that. That's uh, cool. Passes, um, like park passes, are guaranteed included in your trip when you book a Star Wars uh, hotel reservation. So essentially, you're paying for a park pass as part of the twelve hundred bucks because you are going to Batu. too, which we already knew this. So I don't know why they reiterated it. What well, they did, and other than that, oh, there there is and there's a link I posted on our Facebook page that has. Some excerpts from a new uh, concept book. Star Wars concept book. That came out. There's a couple of them that are coming out this month. One has to do with Mando Season 2. Which, those concept books are really cool. Because they show you, like, the latest scenes. Of the shows. And films and stuff. So those are really cool. And... I started this book called Darth Plagueis. Highly recommend it. I think I sent you a link. You did. Well, if you ever get a chance to read it, because it tells you not only about Darth Plagueis or Hako the Mosque, I believe his real name is, but it talks a bit about his own master, Darth Tenebrous, who was a bit... And I have now started getting to the part where uh, Palpatine is now an apprentice. Uh, Palpatine, I found out Palpatine, the name of Palpatine, is a royal family from Naboo. So he, of course, we knew he was from Naboo, but we never knew that his family was royal.
0: Yeah, we just knew that he was a chancellor. Huh? Uh, We just knew that he was a senator.
1: Correct. Um, Actually, very interesting story. He murdered his family, oh, all of them before becoming Plagueis' apprentice. His mentor at the um, youth legislative program, which is like the program that anyone that wants to go into politics goes into, um, was the senator of Naboo. Palpatine had somebody assassinate him, so that's where I'm at right now. Palpatine has just become Republic senator. That's awesome of Naboo, and. He was handed over a small baby uh baby Zabrak a couple chapters back, which I'm guessing is Darth Maul. And it's interesting is the name Darth Maul wasn't given to Darth Maul by Palpatine. Maul was his actual name. Palpatine just added the Darth title. Not wholly original now. Hmm. Uh, other than that, that's pretty much it. But we have we have a big episode here. We do the we do. Boba Fett Char- six. Oh my gosh! Um, I want to go ahead and give my thoughts very briefly because I think I might want to hear yours. Go oh, for it. For a couple, so I had no complaints about this episode whatsoever. I suspected what we would get. I think we got a bit more than we were expecting. Um, I literally threw my... Almost threw my coffee at the wall this morning. I was so excited. mm, If there's any complaints I have, they're very minor. But that's pretty much my thought process with this episode. Yes, we only have one more left. And I still don't feel like the plot has been... Expanded upon with the Pikes?
0: No, it's all been I mean, one big setup.
1: I mean, they've made moves. They definitely made some moves in this episode. Which leads me to believe that we are probably going to get a season two. And that this is really just a connector between Mando season two and Mando season three. I don't feel like Boba Fett's like the main target of the show anymore. That's my piece. How about you? I know you said that the episode was okay for you.
0: It was okay. Now, hear me out. I've been Uh in... A lot of things that happened in this episode have been in the fan... Have been the fan zeitgeist for a while. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ahsoka meeting Luke. We get scenes of Luke training somebody... Instead of it just being a montage in the background or, like, super chopped up and really weird in the sequels. Mm-hmm. And we and we also get the Marshall back. Um, yes, we do. And because people really liked him, I uh-huh. did not think about that. Uh, the fact that he came back, I was like, man, that's nice. Uh, mm-hmm. The We...
1: We get some interesting flashbacks.
0: We did get some interesting flashbacks, um, and
1: somebody else at the end
0: there. Ooh, I want to. Yeah. Uh, I want to hear what you have to say about that because I thought that that flashback was pretty boring. Um, but when that's I, but that's me. That I'm just I'm purposely not doing the audio hello? description. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah.
1: So you're not doing the audio description?
0: I'm not doing the audio audio description. I'm doing my take with my interpretation from just the visuals. Just what mm-hmm. is visual and what is sta- regularly stated. Right.
1: Yeah, I wish I could I wish I could do the same.
0: I like I, I like gotta, that we're I, almost watching two different episodes.
1: Yeah, because I pick up on a couple things that you don't and you pick up on things that I did. Right. Um I don't feel like the audio description spoils anything. It just kind of enhances the experience, just like subtitles would. Oh, I definitely uh, use
0: subtitles. I I now can't watch a show, any show without subtitles.
1: Especially if the if the show has some sort of language embedded in it, mm. like Elvish or Valyrian or something like that. I don't know. Um, this episode really had a lot of cameos. Uh, do you think that we had too many cameos in this?
0: I think that the whole, I think that so much, so, 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 so much of the first half could have been shrunk to like a montage. I, (sighs) hear me out. Yeah, I'm on, I am, I am on, uh, Luke Skywalker was my role model for all of my adolescent and pre-adolescent years. Mm-hmm. And the Skywalker story is over. We have every time they try to pick that up. If it's not for a single up, ep- if it is for a, more than a single episode, it falls flat on its face. And I think they did a really good job with this episode. I think they did real. The deep fake was really good. Um, mm-hmm. The voice acting was a little weird, but it- is,
1: well, that is Mark Hamill's voice. I did look it up.
0: It it felt a little weird.
1: The technology was better this time.
0: Yes. I th- and like and the other thing is that it reminds me what I love about Filoni and Favreau is when they get together, they really They do it right. They do it right and they do it right by showing you the falsehoods of the Jedi. So I'm it it rubbed me the wrong way because it triggered me. Uh and at the same time, I uh like they did that on purpose and it was it, well, they left the fly in the soup and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm.
1: Well they kind of were touching on that in the last jedi, even without Favreau and Felone. Yes. but I feel like we're seeing these these fault, you know, these faults now. Yeah. Now, and we're seeing Luke's, um, you know, what, what Luke took away from Yoda, from Yoda's training.
0: Including the Shoto. It's the Shoto survived.
1: Mm-hmm. Which I want to talk about that when we get to it, because that was a very interesting piece to me. Because we have not seen this, uh, this lightsaber to, since Revenge of the Sith, since 2005. Um, where, where was it? Because I thought Yoda had lost it. I thought
0: in I thought I saw him lose it.
1: I know he, I know he he lost it because in all the material I've read with Empire and Jedi, whatever, it never talked about Luke uh, Yoda having his lightsaber on Dagobah unless Luke found it. He might if have Luke went to Coruscant. Um, before we jump right into this main uh, the main. You know, portion of this episode, I do need to say that I feel like some of this could have been held back until Mando season three, or Ahsoka, actually. I
0: feel like that's I feel like that's my takeaway: is that like the at the end of the day, we're taking and uh, we're taking a show that's supposed to be about Boba Fett, mm-hmm. and
1: we're giving it.
0: We're, we're making it into a Star Wars a whole Star Wars movie that barely touches him mm-hmm. he is now I kind go for I, it
1: I actually do kind of like that I mean I like Boba Fett but I feel like we're getting I like it because we're showing different characters storylines and points of view just like in Game of Thrones we've we never stuck with any same any main character for an entire season yeah, I love that. So well let's um let's let's jump into this because let's,
0: we've let's hop on been,
1: in. Yeah, let's hop on in. You wanna take the first part?
0: Absolutely. Cop <laughs> The episode opens up with a wide shot <laughs> of moisture vapors. <laughs> this is the most western. And like, okay, granted boba fett is based on westerns he's supposed to look like that's what he's supposed to look like and so i'm a big fan of the fact that they were like all right this is uh this is the boba fett show it's gonna be a western here we go yeah. like the only thing this episode the intro was missing was that kind of thing you know what i'm <laughs> well, talking this,
1: about this, yeah well this episode especially in this beginning part we do actually you hear some western vibes western music vibes you know
0: oh absolutely
1: an undertone of it so
0: so take it away there's a pike uh drug deal going on uh right <laughs> under one of these moisture vapors and uh there's a our boy Cobb Vanth, steps out from behind a moisture farm a moisture farmer and says uh asks them if they know where they are And uh, one of the pikes reaches for his blaster, and Vanth does the same and says, think it through.
1: Just like any Marshall would.
0: Just once. Think it through. He says, uh, he describes the lay of the land and says, I'm going (laughs) to give you the benefit of the doubt and say that you're lost. I didn't see what's in that box and so no uh, no laws have been uh, broken. broken I'm going to just say you take all of your stuff and you <laughs> yeah. get out of here. <laughs>
1: and
0: we're going to act like, and you never come back to the Moss Pelgo area. Yeah. And uh, the Pikes reject his offer and oh, they reach for their blasters it. and Vance shoots three of them down
1: Because three
0: of them went for their guns. The last one did not. He was going for the driver. He was going for the steering wheel, trying to get the heck out of here. Mm -hmm. He says, you, you're the smart one. Banth tells the the last Pike uh, to tell his syndicate, uh, tells him that he's aware of the syndicate and tells him to take his credits back to him. He warns that anyone getting lost running Spice through the Mos Pelgo area again will be lost forever. He says, unload that chest and leave. And to consider it a fine for trespassing. The Pike looks at the box, look, looks back at Cobb and goes, it's worth more than your whole town. Mm-hmm. Van replies coolly, like this is a a black and white western film. And then I might consider retiring. <laughs> the pipe goes well, shit, and he. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's what he was thinking. I'll I'll mark yeah. this one as explicit. You know, he oh, uh, uh, yes. well, darn
1: and he <laughs> well, kicks He was well. It's a pipe, so he would have said, oh. <laughs> that's your thing. Oh, you uh,
0: po- and uh, <laughs> But it's still <laughs> a western, so he goes ah poo
1: Dave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he
0: can, he puts the chest down and he drives away. And uh, what's up,
1: boy va- cop do man. Vance
0: th- inspects the chest and finds that it's full of spice. He tips it over and let the and lets the desert wind... Ferry it away. And then we yeah, get the title.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 <Yeah. laughs>
0: Meanwhile, the next scene is
1: uh <laughs>
0: the Boo Star Fighter uh exit hyperspace right above uh the land that I now affectionately call Crouching Tiger Hidden Jedi. Why? It's all bamboo. They shot it, the whole what thing looks like it's like distance. the Chinese mountains. I
1: mm-hmm. wonder well, what about planning this is because it's, it's obviously not off-toe. Um, it's not... I wish it was Yavin 4, but I know it's not going to be Yavin 4.
0: No, it is definitely not.
1: Which is very bumming to me because that's where Luke's original Academy was in the old canon. Yavin 4. He didn't have to go to temple. He used the Masasa temples. Uh, but yeah. Um, Mando follows the beacon down and we get R2-D2. Yes, we do. A lot of R2-D2.
0: Question. Yeah. I don't know if Din Djarin recognizes R2.
1: Have they met? Very briefly. Okay. When Luke rolled up at the end of, man, season two. Right. After he, he decapitated all of those dark troopers, when he came in, when he was trying to convince Grogu or tell tell Den that he needed to give his permission to Grogu, R2 rolls up after Luke and Grogu gets interested in R2. They're about the same size. Or nearly the same size. Maybe is a bit smaller. But yeah, Din has met R2. Obviously doesn't know his name. Well, Din is very dismissive of droids in general. I wish he would let up.
0: Uh, they killed his family.
1: But here's, well, here's my question. They- how did Din how did Din even find this planet?
0: I'm. I mean, I'm sure that he's been in communications. Pro, maybe, Luke? maybe not. Maybe, uh, maybe Luke told him where he was going to be, or like, I don't know. It's not explicitly it, I stated. Feel,
1: I feel like I feel like Din would have slipped a tracker onto Grogu.
0: I feel like that's a little underhanded, and that's not maybe. that's not Din's mo.
1: No. It's not, but that's the only thing I could think of.
0: That's fair. I think. Uh, anyway, Din lands the spa- lands the starfighter, and uh, R two steps out to go talk to R two D two, and says, uh, "And talks to him and says he wants to see Luke Skywalker and that he's come to see Grogu." R two D two beeps. And leads Jaren down a path through uh, bamboo plants. Uh, Ant droids skitter past them.
1: Have Um, we seen these before?
0: We have not. Not in anything I've ever seen.
1: (laughs) I've always loved seeing new droids.
0: They are. I don't know how well it was described. These ant droids are the size of a Great Pyrenees. Uh, Uh, uh,. uh, imagine a golden retriever but on steroids yeah. and then add another foot in length. Yeah. These robots are very large. They are they are uh, almost rideable as mounts if they weren't so okay. slow.
1: Well, they would have to be large to move all that stone. Yeah.
0: yeah. They have six legs and one arm and one arm is in front of their eyes because uh, yeah. their eyes are on the top of their Body much like ants. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Uh. There and all these ant droids are assembling a stone structure. R two D two talks to the droids and shuts down. And shuts down. And it is like, (laughs) come on, man. (laughs) And and the ants make a bench for him. And he's like, "Is this a bench? (laughs) How long am I supposed to be waiting here?" And it cuts over to Grogu meditating with Luke Skywalker silently in a meadow.
1: This is so cool. I loved. I loved this.
0: I I'm still on the fence. Hear me out. Hear me out. Grogu is making baby noises.
1: Of course he is.
0: Because he's a baby. Yeah everyone is talking to him like he's a grown ass adult that needs to be able that is able to make their his own decisions
1: well he is 50 years old a baby that's 50 years old and a baby
0: like hear me out he, uh, humans human brains male human brains don't finish growing until like an average of 20 like normally around the age of 25 to 26. That's why everybody, that's why, like, 18-year-old to 24-year-old men do crazy stupid things. <laughs> because our society says, oh, they're, you're adults now. And they're like, oh, we sure are. Like, uh, what? <laughs> so, like, here's my thing. I don't know how I'm supposed to treat Grogu. Is Grogu, is Grogu supposed to be treated and talked to like an adult? That can make his own decisions. That can do inform mm-hmm. That can have informed consent. That like, that like on anything. It just like life matters. What he's gonna do for the rest of the universe? Like, yeah, yeah, like
1: that's that is a very good question. I, I think mean,
0: he's really young to decide what he's gonna do for the next seven hundred years of his life.
1: But uh, very true. Well, he must have some. He must be able to process some things. I mean, because yeah, he's making baby vo- uh, noises, but you know, Luke and Ahsoka are using the Force to communicate with Grogu. Yeah. So maybe there's a difference? I don't know.
0: I don't know. Uh, anyway, back to the scene. Grogu notices a frog and uses the Force to levitate it towards his mouth. Uh, <laughs> Luke appears to be deep in meditation, but opens his eyes to find Grogu about to swallow the nasty one-eyed frog. (laughs) He says, Grogu, and he lets the, and Grogu lets the frog go. Uh, The frog dives into the water nearby. Luke returns to his meditation, stretches out his robotic right hand, and causes the frog's all of the frogs to levitate out of the pond. There was about 20 or 25 of them on screen. Nuts. Okay. Grogu watches with awe before Skywalker lets the frogs go. That's a pretty Sith thing to do. Hmm. What do you mean? <laughs> do it. Uh, here is. Uh, this is a different. Re- this is a different scenario than when Yoda used the Force uh, mm-hmm. to impress Luke. Ah. Luke is impressing Grogu, not because Grogu couldn't do it, because Grogu could. Mm-hmm. What Luke is doing right now, in my mind, is he's flexing.
1: He is flexing. And I love it. I love the fact that we actually get to see Luke doing this kind of stuff.
0: I think that that's that that's pretty uh that's pretty prideful. Of well,
1: Luke. I mean, he is a, he's still very young at the moment. And I, I agree. This is this is his first student. Yeah, I mean I feel like Luke is kind of being a bit high-handed, at least with some of his wording.
0: Yeah. He, he feels a bit too big for it's his britches in this episode. And I'm okay with that. But like, also. Mm-hmm.
1: But it does explain his attitude in The Last Jedi. If that is indeed where we're heading. If we are going to make the sequel trilogy actually make sense.
0: Whew, that's a
1: stretch. And if we are, then I am all for that. I will, I will be all for that, Luke, if we can make that make sense. I want to see it make sense before I really commit to getting a sequel trilogy. And if they can rework some of those scenes
0: Uh, at some point. We'll see. He invites Grogu for a walk through the bamboo forest. Skywalker tells Grogu that he reminds him of his former master Yoda, adding that Yoda, Yoda was small like him, but that he had a huge heart and that the force was strong with him. Skywalker recounts that Yoda once said that size matters not. That's how Yoda mm-hmm. spoke. He spoke in riddles. He's Luke is trying on the teacher voice, and I like that it doesn't really fit in his mouth. Like it doesn't. I like it. I like that. Like he's st- he's kind of figuring this out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it
1: it does sound weird to come out of Mark Campbell's mouth.
0: Yeah. It's uh, no, it like it, it. I feel like Mark Hamill did such a good job of making it not feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. In the la in the sequels, when Luke would teach, it was it was disgruntled. It was grumpy, <laughs> but there was confidence behind it. Like he had said these words a thousand times,
1: times two thousand. Well, yeah, it's a uh, you know, 12 students or so.
0: Yeah. And, like, this, this really does feel like I am just going to repeat what my teacher said to me because that is how I think teaching should be taught. And it it's whew, it's such good acting. I really like it. Um, mm-hmm. Because And, like, that being said, it doesn't translate well. If you don't know <laughs> the background, it just sounds like He's very cardboard, cut out, not very good at
1: speaking. I wonder if he's communicating with Obi-Wan at this point, or still communicating with Obi-Wan. I don't know. He must be picking up some sort of teaching. The way to teach Grogu, I don't know.
0: I don't know. know. Skywalker (laughs) asks if Grogu remembers his home. Uh... Grogu remains still with sad expressions. It's hard to tell with expressions because it's a baby. Um, and a puppet. Yeah. It's a baby puppet. I don't I, I can't read anything on this on this baby's face. They're like, they had zoom in close-ups on him the whole time, and I don't I didn't tell I had no idea what they were trying to get. What, what they were trying to tell me. Luke asks Grogu, Grogu if he would like to remember and rests his palm on his head. So Grogu experiences a vision of the Jedi defending of
1: 66. Yeah. Oh.
0: The Jedi Temple. In the Jedi Temple. Easily distinguishable. Uh against. Where are,
1: the- are we? In the- where are we in the temple?
0: We are in uh we're in the hallway, in one of the great okay, so, hallways.
1: Man, okay, so we're not in the in the uh room of a thousand fountains at all. No. That is that's I don't know if it was I don't think it was shown in episode three, but in the book for Revenge of the Sith, uh, that was where a lot of the younglings made their last stand and was in that room.
0: Ah. Sad day.
1: And that's that's where Obi-Wan and Yoda found them all.
0: Hmm. So, Grogu experiences a, vi- a vision of the Jedi defending the Jedi Temple against the 501st Legion during the I Jedi almost, Purge.
1: I almost thought we would see Anakin in the shadows. But I'm glad they didn't do that. Actually, yeah. That would that would have revealed a bit too much.
0: Grogu witnesses clone troopers gunning down his defenders. Uh, and there's three Jedi in front of him. They advance, mm-hmm. uh, uh the clones advance after killing his defenders. And everything fades to black, and Grogu emerges uh, from the flashback. Skywalker says. Welcome back. the The galaxy could be a dangerous place. He promises to teach Grogu to defend himself. The two reflect on the nearby hills.
1: What did you? Did you like this flashback?
0: I found it to be interesting. It could have been shorter, it, it, uh, but I'm I'm literally just trying to just trying to find a way to trim the fat. That's all. I, I like. would
1: I I would have expected to see this in season three of Mando, not not here.
0: I'm going to say that for all of this episode. This this episode is a touchstone for the Ahsoka series, for Mando, and for Boba for some reason.
1: Yeah. Interesting. And we're going to get to Ahsoka in a second, because I, I do have a beef with this, with her showing up in this episode. I like her showing up, but I do have a beef with it. So, continue.
0: Meanwhile, Din Jaren is resting on the bench, the ant droids made for him, when he is startled by Ahsoka Tano. Ahsoka <laughs> explains that she is an old friend of the family. When Jaren let's recalls, stop. yeah,
1: let's stop. Right there. Let's stop right there. Yeah, why is she here in this episode?
0: Why do you think she? Why do you think she's there at all?
1: I mean, I I understand why she's there, but the fact that they've introduced her in a way where she and Luke have already met. That that ruins Yeah, the, it robs like, what,
0: us what of a, it, few, a few scenes that we know are going to happen.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would have loved to have just not seen Ahsoka at all in this episode and gotten a, a real scene with her and Luke meeting for the first time.
0: Oh no, that's happening in Ahsoka.
1: I know it is, but It shouldn't have, but her showing up here should not have happened. I
0: think, I think, you and I are on the same page, Mm -hmm. and I think that, uh, I think I definitely see where you're coming from, and I think that I like the fact that she's in this episode because we know a number of conversations. Had to have happened before this moment. Her -hmm. showing up here means that like A, B, C, and D have to have to have happened. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And, uh, but we don't know when and we don't know how Mm -hmm. and we don't know for how long. And so I like that this is a good teaser for the Ahsoka show. I think I suppose. uh, I suppose
1: you're right. I mean, because Ahsoka is going to be jumping all over the timeline. I feel. Especially if they're going to be doing the uh, the world between worlds. Have I told you about that?
0: No. What are you talking about?
1: So, in Star Wars Rebels, when Ahsoka dueled Vader, she did actually die. And toward the end of Rebels, there was an episode where Ezra Bridger was tempted by the dark side and tempted by Palpatine to try and resurrect his parents by going into what they call the world between worlds. It's like a force time loop realm type of thing. And I don't exactly understand how it works. I had no audio description. I kind of just had to follow. You know what can you look that up? Because this is actually very important. We need to talk, we need to talk about this. Yeah. And then I'll explain my theory.
0: World between worlds, known as the Virgin Scatter, was a mystical plane within the Force that served as a collection of doors and pathways existing in between time and space, linking all moments in time together.
1: There you go. So, essentially, at the end of Rebels, Ezra uses this system to actually bring ahsoka back from the dead he drags her back into the living world oh. which is why we have ahsoka now which brings me to my theory that something happened to where i feel like the sequel trilogy is on a completely different time loop and that's how they're going to rectify it by using this world between the worlds which According to Favreau and Filoni, they're going to be using that in Ahsoka. Really? Yes, they are. Okay. A lot. Now, I like this, but I also don't like it because it gives an opportunity for them to resurrect Jedi that we know to be dead.
0: Yeah, it sounds like a comic book get out of jail free card.
1: True, but this was this was this this was created before the Last Jedi. And I don't know if it was intended to be more than what it was used for in the show. I'm glad we got Ahsoka back. I feel like we need her. But I do not want to see a bunch of Jedi resurrected. I know probably that they're not going they would never resurrect Qui Gon or Obi Wan or any of that kind of crap.
0: No, I but, think I think they're gonna use it as a plot device and then like somehow they will lose the ability to use it again kind of thing. So that, that, which explains why they won't like bring everybody back and fix it, fix Correct. the whole world. Because that seems like if that's a, uh, like, and it sounds like infinite crisis. It's so a thing that yeah. happened in comic books where there were, it, it, that like, there were too many authors and too many artists. Doing their, mm-hmm. doing too many different iterations of mm-hmm. Superman and of Batman and mm-hmm. of, uh, all of that, and so finally, Infinite Crisis on Infinite Earths was created. It uh, was created as an excuse to be like, "All right, we have to slim all of this down,"
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that's how the New Fifty Two got started. And then everybody hated well, that, and then we yeah, moved on yeah, to the yeah, next I, one. I
1: have to- mm-hmm.
0: I'm just worried that, yeah, like, that, but, yeah, that uh, like that seems like that seems game breaking. I'm very hesitant does. about that.
1: I am too, but let's see what Filoni and Favreau give us before okay. we make any assumptions. So we'll have to wait till next year. But you know, I guess if this is a the way they're going to fix pieces, not the whole thing, but pieces of the sequel trilogy, I would be happy with that. Um, let's move on.
0: Yep. <laughs> Uh, when Jaren recalls that Tano said that she would not be training Grogu uh, Ahsoka clarifies that Master Luke is training him
1: ooh Master Luke
0: that's what she says yeah Jaren asks what she is doing here prompting her to ask him the same question Uh, Din tells her that he is here to see the kid and Ahsoka explains that is why R2-D2 led him to her. Uh and When, when din Jared asks about where the heck they are, uh, Ahsoka replies that this is nothing now, but one day will be a great school. She adds that Grogu will be its first student. When Jaren asks how Grogu is doing, Ahsoka replies that he's doing fine. Din insists on seeing him, prompting R2D2 to turn his head. Ahsoka invites uh, Din to go on a walk with her through the bamboo forest, just like Luke and Grogu did.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Ahsoka recalls warning the Mandalorian that his attachment to the baby would be mm-hmm. difficult to let go of. Uh. Din explains that Grogu was a Mandalorian foundling in his care and that he just wants to make sure that he is safe she responds that there is no place in the galaxy safer than being with Luke and Grogu questions Ahsoka's decision to let no my notes are wrong there hold on uh Din questions Ahsoka's decision to let Skywalker train the child when she wouldn't. She exhales sharply and explains that it was Grogu's choice, adding that she does not control the wants of others. Din Jaren responds that it, is his, that it is his choice to go and see him. Ahsoka agrees uh, and motions to a hill where Luke is seated with Grogu. The Mandalorian says, Alright. And she goes... uh, She asks him to consider uh, if he is doing this for Grogu or just for himself. Din replies that he just wanted to give him a best... Give him this, this gift. Which he explains belongs to Grogu by right because he is a foundling. Ahsoka makes a quizzical face and says... Uh, suggests that Grogu might be a Padawan now. Jaren reasons that this armor will protect him regardless of whether he chooses the Jedi or the Mandalorian path. Tano asks Jaren to consider letting her deliver it to him. He says he came all this way just to see Grogu. And Ahsoka says Uh that Grogu misses him a great deal, but warns that seeing him will only make things more difficult. After a pregnant pause, Din Djarin acquiesces to Ahsoka's offer and hands, him the, and hands over the Beskar armor. He asks Ahsoka to make sure that Grogu is protected.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Cut back over... I feel like that was important and good. And mm-hmm. the, uh... Meanwhile, Skywalker carries Grogu in a backpack and places him down in the middle of a clearing.
1: I like how you call him Skywalker now. We're not calling him Luke anymore. Yeah. Is there a reason for that?
0: Uh, just in my notes.
1: Okay. I mean, that's fine that we call him a Skywalker. I mean, he's not a farm boy anymore.
0: And he's the only Skywalker left right now.
1: No, he's not. Leia.
0: No, she's Organa.
1: Organa Solo, the Skywalker, or Or Leia, Leia Organa Skywalker Solo. Who? Plus, baby Kylo Ren, or he's not even a baby; he's like five. I don't know. But yeah, he's the last Skywalker. We're the only Skywalker with the actual last name was Skywalker. So (laughs) I see what you mean.
0: So, uh. Skywalker asks Grogu to jump, but Grogu is shy. (laughs) He encourages Grogu uh, to bend down and feel the force flow through him. Grogu tries again. Skywalker senses he is trying too hard and counsels him to do instead of try.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) When that doesn't work again... Luke uh, carries Grogu in a backpack through the forest, leaping over rocks, uh, bison, and several stumps.
1: This was cool. It was, it was, a, bit, it was a nice callback to when Luke carried Yoda. Yeah. Around Digaba. I love that.
0: <laughs> Skywalker climbs a bamboo shaft and shows him the landscape ahead a mountain range covered in bamboo and large Chinese-looking trees. He tells Grogu that there lies a wider world out there and to feel the Force all around him. The two close their eyes and meditate as the wind blows. Skywalker tells him that he will find balance through the Force. Later, Skywalker takes Grogu to the riverside. While Grogu rests on a bench, he tells him to concentrate. Grogu struggles to levitate and slowly begins taking small steps. Later, Skywalker parries with his blade while Grogu meditates in the bamboo forest. That was cool too. He was doing. He ended with form. He was actually doing a bit of form two for a sack, but I think he was doing a form five kata. It's been a hot minute since I've seen Form Five.
1: And what's Form Two again?
0: Uh, form Two is Count Dooku, Makashi.
1: Makashi that's it. And what's? Wow, I wonder why he's doing Form Two. His uh, lightsaber like is not curved like Dooku's. It doesn't have to be. Oh, it doesn't. No, it. Okay.
0: Uh, and there are different there are different facets within each one. Uh, like, uh, Kit Fisto is famous for only using Form 1 and kicking butt. Um, yeah,
1: until he didn't.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, like, uh, the numbers are just like, the numbers might as well be letters, um, because it's not like superior to inferior. Um, and they're all, uh, Form two lends itself toward fencing, and there are many styles of fencing, including curved hilt, um, mm. saber. Literal saber fencing is uh, with a basket hilt, and so it is straight. And there's a big basket literally around your arm, not uh, like your hand, mm-hmm. but it's a straight blade and a straight hilt, mm-hmm. and that's did, more do, of that.
1: Did duko always use a curved hilt.
0: I. Do not know. Uh, I don't know if we've gotten a lot of flashbacks of him when he was a Jedi.
1: There is a book. It's actually... I don't know if you can get this on YouTube. You'll probably have to buy it. But there is a book. It's a radio drama. It's actually a very good radio drama. It actually just came out like a year and a half ago. It's called Dooku, Jedi Lost. It tells you the whole entire... like early days of Dooku as a Jedi Knight. Mm. We should put that down there there somewhere.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> I love Dooku. Yeah. Uh, what, uh, I think, so, Skywa- both Skywalkers, that we're, uh, both Luke and Anakin, um, are uh, notorious for being Form 5 practitioners. Um, mm mm-hmm. That being said, there are multiple ways to perform Form 5, just like we were just discussing about Form 2. Uh, Form 5 uh, can devolve into the baseball bat, uh, okay. which is how we've seen, uh, we the saw Vader's at the end it. of Episode 6, with oh. Luke chopping just wham, 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 just the same spot uh, over and yeah. over and over again on, uh, on uh, Vader's defense until he chops his hand off. <laughs> <laughs> so uh but a lot of it is reflective it's mm-hmm. it takes a lot of forethought um I don't know how to explain this better than it's not just deflection it's reflection uh and mm-hmm. so it, it it's in addition to the form three defense mm-hmm.
1: which form three is that we want style right
0: that is correct it. Yep.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right.
0: Skywalker introduces Grogu to a training remote, which explains, which he explains will test his reflexes.
1: And Grogu thinks it's a toy.
0: He places the training remote on the, gro- on the ground beside Grogu. Grogu rolls it thinking it's a ball. <laughs> Luke demonstrates how the training mo- remote works by activating it. The training remote shoots at Grogu causing Grogu to jump out of the way. <laughs> Luke encourages to, Luke encourages him to get back up. Always get back up. Grogu spends the day leaping from rocks to rocks in the river dodging the training remote la- remote's lasers. Luke watches from the riverside, side and Ahsoka joins him. Uh, on the last rock, Grogu reaches up with his left hand and Crushes the darn thing. Yeah. <laughs> not full not full star killer, but like it, it did a good job, did, did a good number on it.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and, and Goku is remembering a lot of this training. Yeah. I, I can't, I don't understand. Him. So, clarify this read Does Goku remember Yoda?
0: It hasn't been stayed in.
1: No, but I can't. I can't fathom Grogu and Yoda not meeting each other. Yoda must have known about Grogu.
0: At least. Yeah, because Yoda taught the younglings, right?
1: Well, and Yoda's a grandmaster of the Order. Yeah. So I I guess that begs the question, who didn't know about Grogu?
0: I think the other question is like, how much did Grogu repress? Because the whole thing with Grogu is that he is... He is a child with CPTSD. <laughs> this this kid's been through war. The right. receiving end of war. And so his brain has locked that crap up tight. Like, what is it... Like, how much is his brain allowing him to remember and how much of it is still being locked away?
1: And how much can be unlocked?
0: Yeah. With Without causing damage to him.
1: All right, so that makes that makes me wonder why did luke even unlock that memory What was it luke that unlocked it, that
0: it was uh luke uh luke was a good old gave it the good old college nudge mm-hmm. uh, a little uh a leg up if you will because if uh, mm-hmm. grogu sought the path and luke mm-hmm. helped him find it is the best way did to luke describe see?
1: that did luke see the vision with grogu
0: that i do not know
1: Th- that would be really cool
0: that's a good question. I know you can do that through the Force, and that you Disney can. says you can do that through the Force. <sighs> In, Disney
1: or Kathleen Kennedy?
0: Uh, Jedi Fallen Order.
1: Okay.
0: In Jedi Fallen Order, your character, uh, Cal Kestis, can touch a thing and feel the Force echo. So Which,
1: that's what Ray can do.
0: Yes! And Ray could do it. Yes, 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 yes. Alright.
1: Imagine if Luke could have done that when he first held his father's lightsaber. There would be no original trilogy.
0: He would have lost his mind. <laughs> or he would have know, known at the beginning.
1: Yeah, and he would have been pissed off at Obi-Wan. And... Actually, maybe not. We're getting off topic. We're
0: getting off topic.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> uh... Grogu squeals while Luke praises him. Ahsoka says that Skywalker has taught him well. He replies that it is more like Grogu is remembering his previous lessons than he's actually teaching him anything. Ahsoka observes that sometimes the student guides the master. Hmm. Luke notes that that the Mandalorian was here. Ahsoka explains that Grogu and Jaren share a strong bond and that Jaren brought him a gift. She shows Skywalker the red cloth containing the armor. Skywalker admits wondering whether Grogu is committed to being a Jedi. Tano huh. says that Skywalker is just like his father.
1: Why would she say that?
0: Mmm. Mmm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know she was in because padawan. But- yeah. But I why I'm, Why is Luke saying this about Rogu? I mean, I, I, I get why, but... I don't know I mean, why
0: Ahsoka says that this sounds like Anakin.
1: I mean, I know Anakin has shared things with Ahsoka that he normally doesn't share with anyone else. I think Ahsoka may have been aware of Anakin and Padme's relationship.
0: I think I think so. Yeah. Um, most of it. When, when Luke asks... To be, what,
1: honest with, to be honest with you, I always thought Obi-Wan was semi-always aware. He may have not shown it, but I feel like he was always aware that there was something going on. Yeah, You can't be that oblivious.
0: <laughs> We're getting off track. When Skywalker yeah. asks what he should do about Grogu, Ahsoka counsels him to trust his instincts. <laughs> Grogu lays down and rests on a rock. Uh, Ahsoka Ahsoko Ahsoka Ahsoko Ahsoka, <laughs> uh, Ahsoka Tano turns to walk away and Luke asks if, if he will see her again. She replies perhaps and bids uh, that the force be with him. Luke reflects on the Beskar armor and turns back to Grogu laying on a rock. Meanwhile, our boy din 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 the dinner bell Uh, uh Flies his Nabooian starfighter back to Tatooine into the hangar at Boba's palace. In a briefing room, Shan briefs the mods, Boba Fett, uh, Burger King, and Mark Chai's Major domo about the Was mobilization Yeah. About the mobilization <laughs> of Pike's syndicate forces. Mike Chayee's has fled off world. And it's a
1: vacation, dude.
0: (laughs) Sodden believes the and Shan believes that the storm is about to break. The major general uh, clarifies that it was a scheduled vacation, but the Gamorrean growls at him. (laughs) Shan shows a holographic map where the pikes are gathering based on whispers the three crime families of Mozespa are willing to lay low and let the Pikes stake a claim on their territory. She introduces Din, Jaren, the Mandalorian. Shan says that Jaren and Krasan and Hananan, uh mm. will provide enough experienced muscle to serve as uh, enforcers. She compliments the mods for surveying the streets, but they recognize that they lack the numbers to help out in a full-out war and says that they vibes. need reinforcements. Yep. yep. The Mandalorian offers to help. He says, "I think I could help with that." Din Djarin is flying a ship around in circle mm-hmm. and circles a sandcrawler carrying the skull of a crate dragon. Uh which is super freaking cool. Which shows that they're near Mos Pelgo, and Jaren is greeted by the deputy sheriff Scott, who tells him to park his ship elsewhere. Uh, The Mandalorian responds that he has business with Cobb Vanth,
1: and don't forget the Jow is spotted then flying over, and they cheered him on.
0: Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, I really didn't know what that meant, but I thought that the crate dragon skull was cool.
1: Yeah, well, I think it's I think they may have been the same is that provided the parts to the Nabooian Starfighter. That's cool. Yeah.
0: Um. Vant explains that Scott is new and a bit jumpy. He takes he an interest in Jaren's Naboo Starfighter Nabooian Starfighter. They sat down. They sit down. No, they're not. Uh. They remark they haven't seen Vanth uh, since he gave up his armor. Uh, Mm -hmm. Cobb says he is more careful and asks about Grogu. Mm -hmm. Uh, Din replies that Grogu is back with his own folk. Cobb uh, observes that both of them have lost something they are fond of.
1: It's interesting that Din has not revealed Grogu's name to either Cobb Van or Peli. Good. When when talking about uh, Grogu.
0: Good. That's smart. Yeah. He also doesn't say he's uh he's an apostate a
1: Jedi. Yeah, or Jedi.
0: Or that he has a dark uh uh he's not he doesn't say anything about himself either. When people no, say he that he's a Mandalorian, well, he doesn't he doesn't
1: uh yeah. Question it. I mean, Den's always been a bit tight-lipped. More than Bubba has, anyway. At this point.
0: <laughs> so. Den Jaren offers to buy him a drink at the cantina. In the bar, <laughs> Din Jaren <laughs> tells Vance that he needs him to lead a garrison inside, uh, since his people are good fighters and that there's enough money to hire them. Vanth explains that his people... Do not want to fight, since they took out the crate Dragon. Din replies that Mospelgo may be safe for now, but they are part of the same planet. Jaren says that they need good people to fight, or the spice is bound to come through these parts. Cobb said that as long as he is here, that isn't a problem. He asks why his people should risk their lives for this Boba Fett. Din Jaren reiterates that Mospelgo might be good for now, And the Wee Quay bartender uh, says that uh, the town is called Freetown, saying it suits them better. And the most southern voice I have ever heard on a Star Wars show, big fan. Uh, Din reminds Cobb that he fought alongside the citizens of Freetown and that they are brave people. He explains that Boba Fett's forces are outnumbered by the Pike Syndicate, and that they need their help. The Wee Quay bartender responds that the town wants no part of that city folk fight. Din Djarin asks Vanth. City any, folk fight. City folk fight. That city folk fight. <laughs> that's what that is, I'll tell you. What? <laughs> that,
1: that's
0: my, that is my native tongue right there. You go ahead. All right. Jaren asks if uh, Cobb agrees with the statement. Vanth replies that the two two of them are even. Then Jaren asks if Vanth is still someone who won't back down in the face of bullies. Vanth remarks that he likes Jaren's big smile, letting him lets him get away with anything. Jaren says there's no easy way to ask for a favor. Cobb says that things are tough in Freetown but that he will see what he can do. Din nods and leaves in a starfighter. Vanth tells the Weequay to assemble all the men and women of fighting age for a meeting in the town hall. The <laughs> Weequay says that this dispute between the Fett and the Pikes is not their problem. But Vanth says, you just tell them people to show up. I'm gonna talk to them. You go... You'll see what after this. <laughs> As he is saying this, Cobb looks into the distance and sees a, somebody. a lone figure <laughs> with a hat approaching Freetown from the desert. <laughs> yeah. Sense of yeah. trouble. Vance tells a nearby woman named Joe, Joe. <laughs>
1: What can I do for you, Marshal?
0: To have the people uh, get indoors, get indoors. You just gonna tell them <laughs> get everybody inside. Vance says he hopes uh, when Joe asks if something's wrong, Vance says he hopes not, but it is better to <laughs> err on the side of safety. Now get the hell in the house is what he was gonna say. Vance walks out <laughs> to the middle of the street to confront the stranger while the citizens evacuate. But he doesn't step toward the stranger. Mm -mm. He waits. Deputy Scott asks what is going on. And Vance (laughs) says that he will handle it. He tells the deputy to head inside while he faces down the stranger, who turns out to be a blue Duros. A very specific Duros.
1: Duros, who we've never seen in live action before.
0: Oh, it is so good. It is I think this is so one of the best cameos good. in the whole entire Oh They invented him for Clone Wars.
1: And, and he's back. Oh. And this boy how old is this guy?
0: He was he was old and Bad
1: batch. I know he'd be, but that was you know that was years and years ago. But he's still kicking Cad Bane, everybody. Give a hand. Cad Bane is back.
0: Raise a glass, boys. Cad Bane's in the house.
1: (laughs) Get them whiskey glasses up.
0: Before he raises his head, the stranger addresses Cobb Van. Cobb asks who he is. The stranger replies that whatever Boba Fett is paying him, they will double. He tells Vanth that all they have to do is stay put and stay out. Deputy Scott says the marshal's not for sale, and Vanth sends the most fatherly. I told you to get your butt in the house. Look to Deputy <laughs> Scott. We. We're not in the church parking lot right now. I swear to God. Like that, that's the look he's giving him right now. If he was yeah. in slapping range, Vance My would have slapped would
1: him. Do the same. My dad would have done the same thing. I'm going to
0: pull this car over, son. I-, <laughs> I don't care what the sermon was about. I don't care about the sermon was about forgiveness. We're going to pull the car over right now. Yeah. Vance sighs and says, I'm,
1: I'm
0: sorry. Yeah. I didn't quite catch your name. The stranger raises his head and we get a glimpse at the notorious Duros big old red eyes. He said, And he says, be careful where I, if I were you, I'd be careful where I stick my nose. Cobb asks if that's a friendly warning or if that's a threat. The Stranger replies that Boba Fett is a cold-blooded killer who worked for the Galactic Empire. Vanth tells him to tell the Pikes that this planet is closed for business since it has seen enough violence. The Stranger remarks that Cobb should have never given up his armor. The two men face each other while the deputy eyes the situation nervously and reaches for his blaster. Because the deputy is there, the way that it shot, the deputy is the first to go for his gun, but the slowest on the draw.
1: Honestly, he should have just kept his hands away.
0: He should have gone in the goddamn house is what he should have
1: <laughs> done. He should have, let, should have done what his daddy him. said. You should have let that marshal handle it.
0: That's what he said. He said what he said. He was going to do.
1: Yeah, he will handle
0: it. Now that is a shoot. That is a shootout I would have been waiting on.
1: <laughs> Bet Han and Grito. Mm-hmm. They would have been. Actually, maybe I maybe I should never said that. That's kind of sacrilege.
0: So on chopper. <laughs> So, as Vance lies on the ground, oh, shooting breaks out, Bane shoots the sheriff once and shoots the sheriff easily, deputy sheriff, like five or six times. He's dead. Lays around and uh, several rounds into him. As Vance lies on the ground, Bane says that Tatooine belongs to the Pike Syndicate. As long as the spice is running, he says everyone will be left alone. The stranger turns and walks out into the dirt while the Ooh. townsfolk attend to the wounded vanth. The Weequay watches with concern and rage. Ooh. Meanwhile, two Pike enforcers visit Garsa Garsafwip's Sanctuary. 15. Yeah. They sit at a table served by and are served by a protocol droid. The Max Rebo band plays while the two Twi'lek staff, one of which is either intersex or not uh, or uh, trans, cool stuff, big fan, mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, offer to take their helmets for a clean. The pikes brush them aside before leaving the cantina before their drinks arrive. The protocol droid warns them that they forgot their Camtono, and we see... The surprise look on Garso whip's face right before the kaboom
1: so this whole place is blown up
0: yep the first th- the first words out of my mouth was max no <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: there's no more there's no more Max rebo
0: we don't know that we don't know that
1: uh, okay <laughs> well we've got a big explosion that this if this isn't the first signal for war I don't know what else is.
0: That's right. At Skywalker's... Next scene, at Skywalker's newly built Jedi Temple, Skywalker presents Jaren's gift to Grogu. He unwraps the red cloth, revealing the Beskar chain shirt. Mm -hmm. Skywalker explains that the Mandalorian wanted him to have the chain shirt, which he lays on the carpet. Before Grogu takes it, Skywalker (laughs) tells him that he will give him a choice. He shows Grogu Yoda's lightsaber, a Shoto, and offers it to him. Skywalker tells Grogu that he must choose only one gift. If he chooses the armor, he will return to Din Djarin. However, Skywalker warns that he will be giving in to attachment for those that he loves and forsaking the way of the Jedi. If he chooses the lightsaber, Skywalker promises that he will be the first student in his academy and that he will train him to be a great Jedi. Skywalker says that it will take him many years to master the ways of the Force, and that he may never see the Mandalorian again. He explains that a short time for Grogu may be a lifetime for someone else. Grogu makes baby noises, you know, like like a baby would, uh, while he considers choosing between the two objects and the path they entail. Skywalker asks Grogu, "Which does he choose?" Cut to black. Wow, you know what he chooses? Easy. Do I know? Easy peasy. We're going to Gin.
1: <sighs> I I I'm in two ways two minds about that.
0: It's not it's not the, the right answer, but it is the no. it is the it is the better reason why we have so much dialogue between the two of them. Like, this whole episode is all like, oh, don't you wish they were together again? Wouldn't it be really cool if they were together again? What would
1: you do if he didn't choose that gift?
0: I'd be pissed if that we chose- spent all of this time with, like, a will he, won't he, and then we never see him again.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I, lo- I would love the for Goku to have the saber and the armor.
0: I don't see why you can't have both. And that's a thing that uh our boys our boy Luke is gonna have to learn. But look don't listen to me. I mean <laughs> I, am a, <laughs> Are you I am a measly uh a small paltry yeah. <laughs> Sith.
1: <laughs> I mean you think Goku would like, use the Force to take the lightsaber with him? He would. I mean, you know he wants it. He does want it.
0: Does he want it, though?
1: He was reaching out for it. He was reaching out to both of them.
0: I don't know.
1: He was focusing on the saber as well. Uh, The audio description was hinting at it. Um, So let's go into predictions real quick. Do we do uh are we gonna see any more Luca Rogu in this season?
0: If we Is see one more episode if back? we see any of the two of them, it'll be briefly. It'll be briefly. I don't think we're gonna get an answer to that question until, until the Mandalorian season three.
1: So later on this year, okay. I, I would be happy with that. I would be happy actually. I feel like we did get a lot of Goku and Luke in this episode, more than what we Maybe needed, but I'm all for it. I love Luke and I love Goku. Um, so we finally got Cad Bane here. Do you think we're gonna see any more uh bounty hunters from the old days, like Boss?
0: I I have I've been talking to a few friends, and the consensus is. What we really want is for uh, what we as the Tampanians want uh, is for it to be a highlight reel of all of the, uh, of all the old bounty hunting buddies.
1: Mm-hmm. So Dengar, uh, Boss, You know who I would love to see? and I know we're not. If I'm going to see her at all is Aura Sink. Did she survive Clone Wars? I don't remember. I don't know if she survived the Clone Wars.
0: <laughs> I think because she might have. I...
1: It's really weird because I remember she was still alive in the old canon far and long after the Clone Wars. Yeah. I did read. Now, we can take this with a grain of salt. So, because I I know you already owe me three beers. <laughs> because I... I told you Luke and broken it would show up. Yep. Um, there was talk going around that there might be Han Solo in this last episode. What? <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. I'm like, why would Han Solo be in this show?
0: Meet back up with Boba?
1: <laughs> yeah, with Star Wars Fall from this no, guy. No,
0: he's with the Republic right now. He's got oh. a job.
1: There's no point.
0: He's got a job and a wife.
1: And a child. Does he have a kid yet?
0: I don't yep. know where this is. Talking about
1: Wibbly Wobbly. Uh, 9 EB. Ben was born in 5 EB. Right. So Ben is like 4. Okay. Han, Han's probably flying around in the Falcon trying to teach Ben how to fly the ship.
0: <sighs> I don't know. Um,
1: but no, I don't think we're going to get Han. I, I feel like lots of people wishing that, the, that Han, I mean that, you know, we'd see Luke, Han, and Leia all together. We're not going to see it, unfortunately. No. Um, But, you know, we're really going in blind for this very last episode. I'm really excited because I think this last episode will tell us whether or not they're going to wrap it all in one bow. Or if they're going to give us a hint that we're going to get a second season.
0: Oh, I definitely think we're gonna have to get a second season because all of this is, has been assemble the team. Right. And the team isn't even assembled yet.
1: Right. We've, we've been yeah. we've been getting
0: one character per episode for this wonder team.
1: Yeah. Um I I do hope the last episode is gonna be a bit longer.
0: You know what they say? Save the best for last. I wonder who they yeah, pull out of their I know, butt.
1: I know I know Robert Rodriguez is handling the last episode. I think he is. Um, But I think that's it. I don't have any more thoughts.
0: All right. Me neither. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you want to chat with us, we have a Facebook page at Special Unit 352. Our Instagram and Twitter are SU352 Podcast. Uh, Hey, Peyton, what is our email
1: address? Our email address is specialunit352 at gmail.com. Please email us. If you were throwing, we're about to throw your coffee across the room this morning, or if you're like Max here and think this was an okay episode, it was
0: an okay episode. <laughs> Shut up. Please rate and review us on your favorite podcast listening app because that will help us show up in the algorithms. We look forward to talking with you guys next week. And as Peyton always says, with the host with you.